Welcome to the South Coast Christian Podcast. I'm Pastor Tom Westerfield. On behalf of myself and our entire staff, we want to thank you for listening, and we hope this message uplifts and encourages you this week. Okay. Good morning. What a wonderful day it is. Praise God. After Thanksgiving, even after Turkey, we are still here. Amen. And uh, thank you, Brad and his team, for the wonderful worship. I don't know about you, but I just felt like heaven just came down here. And uh, friends, uh, looking around, across the world, what's happening, the current affairs, and sometimes it bothers us for the ungodly things that happen around the world. But I'm here to tell you that there is hope, and there is hope in Jesus Christ, because we serve a living God. We serve a God that turns every weakness into blessings. Do you know that? He serves our weakness into blessings. No matter what you are going today, no matter what you, you are facing today, no matter how bad the situation is, but our God is in a business of turning weakness into blessings. Can somebody say amen to this? Amen. We don't serve a dead God. We serve a living God. We serve a God who can listen to our cry. We serve a God who can listen to us and he can answer us day and night. That's why uh, before I go further in my message, I want to welcome my wife, Angie. Uh, next week, we will be married for 29 years. And, uh, and Angie has kept me on my toes for 29 years. Uh, she is the, you know, I think uh, we all preachers can thank God for God. One of the biggest grace God did in our life was to provide us with a wife that has more wisdom than us. <laughs> and Angie, uh, would you share what God is doing in your life today? Good morning, church. <clears throat> I'm up here to give a, a testimony of what's been happening in my life. And, and uh, to this day, um, every year that I celebrate a birthday or Thanksgiving or Christmas, I thank God for another year, for blessing me with another year. Because over the, over the years, I have had a lot of um, near-death experiences. The reason being, I've, I have a lot of medical issues, and, and I've had it since I was very young. I have survived cancer three times. The last about seven years ago when I had cancer and went through chemo and survived that. But I want to um, give a testimony of a very recent event. And before that, I want to read Isaiah 41.10, which says, God says to fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. I cannot emphasize enough how this is one of my favorite verses as I go through each year. A couple of weeks ago, I was diagnosed with a brain tumor. Before that, for a couple of months, I was having hearing problems in my right ear, and I, couldn't, I could barely hear out of the right ear. And so I went to the ENT doctors and went through several tests, and, and finally they said, let's, let's just uh, check your brain just so that... Um, there's nothing going on in there um, before we give you a hearing aid. 
So they did that, I had an MRI, and they and found out that I had a brain tumor. And so we were really bummed, and it's like, okay, another thing here. And um, while I had been going through cancer and, and uh, different events that happened in my life, I lost the use of my kidneys, and so I've been on, on dialysis for three and a half years. It's like, Lord, another complication. And yet, my testimony today is the way that God provided for me during this time. So I had the, had the tumor. I was referred to a doctor uh, in Orange County at Hogue Hospital. And the doctor uh, showed me the tumor, showed Simon and I, showed it on TV and everything, and, and said, uh, we need to take care of this. And uh, you have an option of having a surgery, so open your skull and have a big surgery. But then come to find out that he also had a provision, uh, a procedure called a gamma knife. I don't know if anybody here is uh, familiar with that. A gamma knife procedure is, is like radiation. So they would send thousands of uh, rays to your tumor, pinpoint it to the tumor, and kill it. Now I went through that procedure, and I want to thank God. I love Fiji, Pastor Tom. I love Fiji, but I praise God that I'm here in the U.S. at this time where there is provision for things like that. The doctor took me through the procedure. It was a 45-minute procedure. They put me through. They put a, a metal frame in my head. They put some screws in my head. It was, wasn't fun. Um, but then just in 45 minutes, he took care of the tumor. Now, I, 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 I want to praise and thank God uh, because I know uh, a sister of mine who had the exact same thing. She went, through, she went through surgery. She had stroke. She had so many complications. She had it several months before I did. And even today, they're still looking for ways for radiation. So, I mean, I'm sorry that what happened with her. But I want to praise God for, for the blessing that I received by having that gamma knife procedure. In 45 minutes, they took care of the tumor. I didn't have to pay a single cent. And now I am tumor-free. So praise God for that. And then um, my final praise and kind of a little good news that I want to share with you guys is, um, like I said, I'm on dialysis. I've been waiting for a, a kidney transplant. And finally, I found a live donor who is ready and willing to give me a kidney. Amen. So if you, if you remember me, Angie, uh, during your prayer time, the prayer that I need right now is that um, all the logistics of the, of the uh, kidney transplant would come together so I can have a successful kidney transplant. And like I mentioned before, I've had cancer three times before. So that's a little bit of fear in us um, because they give you a lot of medicine um, when they do a transplant, which could bring cancer back. So if you could please pray with, with us that um, this process will go through successfully. I can get a transplant. I want to praise God. I want to tell you God is real. Yeah. And the times when you, you go through dark times and the times when you feel like God is far away, remember this testimony that I'm sharing with you because God is real. I have seen him and I have experienced him and I just want to share that with you this morning. Thank you for your time. Amen. Friends, uh, in Isaiah 40, 29, it says, he gives power to the faint and to those who have no might. He increases the strength. And I believe this is a prophetic word for each one of us today. When we go through life's 
darkest moment. When we go through life's darkest moment and when we don't know what to do next. And I've been through, we have together been through some of these moments in our life in 29 years. And it's not fun. Sometimes you will feel like God is not there. Sometimes you will feel like God has forgotten about you. And it's okay, we are human, we can feel that way. But the good news today is, the prophetic word for us is Isaiah 40, 29. It says, he gives power to the faint, and to those who have no might, he increases the strength. And I want to tell you, friends, this is so real. This is so real. In the middle of our challenges, in the middle of our pain, in the middle of our, uh, our, our loved one's challenges, you will feel that God is real when you stand on the word of God. When you stand on the word of God and you will start using the word of God. I, it reminds me of a story that I read in a, a long time ago. The story of a blind man and a cripple who became an inseparable friends. The cripple, what contributed to their relationship and friendship was the cripple would see perfectly but could not work. And the blind man had strong legs but could not see. The cripple offered his seeing ability to the blind man in exchange for his mobility. The blind man would carry the cripple on his back and the cripple would instruct the blind man which way to walk and warn him of objects in path that would cause him to stumble. Their mutual weaknesses brought them together. Today, if you want to turn your life's challenges into blessings. There's a way that God has made us. And in the same way, our spiritual blindness, our spiritual blindness and lameness should drive us to prayfully dependent our relationship with God. If you want God to turn your life's challenges into blessings, friends, I want to encourage you, let us depend on God than people. Our problem is this, we depend too much on the world system than we depend on God's way. God has given us a way. God has given us a direction. God has not brought us to South Coast today because of something, because it's Thanksgiving weekend. God has a plan for each one of our life. God has a plan for your life and my life, friend. And when you bring your weakness to God and you rely on God's ability, I want to tell you, you are not going to be alone and the floodgate of heaven will open for you and angels will surround you. Your house will be filled with joy in the middle of pain. My wife in the last, I can, I can honestly say, 29 years, she... She, she scared me so many times. One day in the middle of the night, she calls me and she said, tonight is my last day, I think. Any husband will be scared, right? I didn't know what to do. I went back downstairs in our town home and I was crying and before the Lord. And I woke up next morning and four o'clock in the morning and I started walking upstairs and I said, God, I cannot face what's going to be there. I walk up there, she, she's bright and she's just glowing. And she said, Jesus visited me in this room and Jesus said, I'm not going to die because God has plans for me. And today, friends, I want to encourage you. 
when every door closes in your life, let us depend on God. Let us depend on God. His strength. I, I love the hymn writer who said it beautifully. He said, his strength is made perfect in weakness. His power is not for the strong. He gives more grace to the weak in the race. His strength is made perfect in weakness. The personal weaknesses which make us aware of our lack of ability or power be a Christian should cause us to turn our hearts to God in prayer and sometimes with fasting. And then you will see how God will stand with you. It's not just depending on God, but friends, I want to encourage you, let us confess the word of God. Let us confess the word of God. I, I love, friends, that God has given us a way. What a psychologist call an infantry complex is usually a carnal preoccupation with ourself, self-consciousness. It can result in a view of yourself says, I am not good. I'm useless. Wash out. God can never use me. I don't know about you. I've said that so many times. This kind of self-view leads to total discouragement. This is true. We must overcome such attitudes, friends. I love what Billy Graham, one of the most famous evangelists in the history, said once. God can never use a discouraged servant. And I quote, today I want to encourage you. Let us overcome. Revelation 12, 11 says that we need to confess the word of God. Let us, let us bring the word of God. I love what it says in, in the Bible. It says that we are overcomers. We are not. Friends, we are overcomers. We can overcome everything. In Philippians 4.13, which says that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens us, who empowers us, who helps us, friends. And today, I want to encourage you, let us, let us claim these words in our life daily. Confess the word of God every day before you turn your... I love Facebook, Okay? If you follow me on Facebook, we post every day, sometimes too much. I love social media, but friends, I want to encourage you today. Before you, put, before you look at your Facebook in the morning, let's put our face on the book today. Let us put our face in that book. I don't get out of my bed without spending my time with the Lord. My every morning, no matter what I do, no matter how challenging the day is, I, uh, I spend my time in that word every day so that I can spend my time and pray and worship God before I face everything else in this world. And I want to tell you, friends, it helps me a lot. And I'm, I'm not here just reading a book and telling you a story. And I tell you that this helps you a lot. In Luke 10, 19, Pastor, Pastor uh, Tom would, be, would witness this with you and witness with us. Some of these verses that I'm quoting was really evident when we were doing crusades in Fiji. Like Luke 10, 19, it says, Behold, I give you power to turn on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. 
We walked into a home at around 10 o'clock in the morning in Fiji. Met with this entire family. We started praying and started worshiping with this family. Pastor Tom, do you realize, do you remember that instant story? And we started claiming some demonic activities that were happening in this home. And we started proclaiming the name of Jesus in this home. And I tell you, demonic activities, it was truly evidence through the shrines and everything that were there. And, 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 and all these demonic activities that were happening in the home. You can see the darkness in their face and their life. And the power of God just fell upon this place. I tell you, your pastor is a preaching machine. I was on vacation in Fiji for the first time because I had him preach every sermon. <laughs> he was preaching day and night in people's homes, in crusades, in churches, and I was thanking the Lord that he was with me. <laughs> he must have preached over 20 times in eight days. It was not vacation for him, I tell you, it was vacation for me. But Luke 10:19 became an evidence in this family that morning. And God started to move. Pastor Tom and I started praying for these families. Our team started to pray. There were people that were from South Coast that were with us. And we started praying. And God started to move in their home. And things that happened that I cannot publicly tell you. But there were some powerful things that I left. I leave for Pastor Tom to share someday. And show some pictures of that. That day, that house was set free. About 10 people in that family got baptized after we left that week. God touched the entire family. The entire village was looking at us. What is happening here? And people from all around the village were looking at this home. And they were saying what these uh, this people are doing here. And what is happening around here. People were scared for this family. But you know what? God's message was powerful. God was doing something powerful beyond people's understanding. And today if things are beyond your understanding. Let us stand on the word of God. And let us claim the word of God. God, I want to tell you there is no demon in Orange County that is more powerful than our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. There is no demon that is powerful as, uh, as California, but our God is powerful than these demons. If you watch the news, you'll be disturbed. Okay? I've stopped watching the news. I started praying for California. Start praying for Southern California. Start praying for Orange County. You know in Orange County there are 3 million people. And 1.5 million have no clue who Jesus Christ is. We have a work to do. There are families, there are people that are demon-possessed, people that are possessed with their, uh, or they made uh, so many things, their own demons. 
People are working in darkness. People are okay. People can live any way they can. But you and I know that there is only one way God designed us. And God has loved us. And he died for us on the cross of Calvary. This Christmas, let it be a Christmas where we will declare to Orange County, to Southern California, to the city of San Juan Capistrano, that our Jesus is alive. Pastor Tom, I don't see any reason why people should not come and help these children make those, uh, what you call, uh, ornaments. What a wonderful opportunity to tell these children while you are making ornaments with them that Jesus loves you. It's not going to stop there, you know that, right? It's going to go into their homes. It's going to go into San Juan Capistrano. There is only one hope for United States of America. There's one hope for California, and that is Jesus Christ. And when you, people of God, started proclaiming the word of God and say, Behold, I give you power to trend Luke 10, 19. As we claim Luke 10, 19, I believe through our God we shall see victory. Hallelujah. It is he who shall trend down our enemies. We will sing and shout victory. Christ is the king. Christ is our Lord. Christ is our our Savior. Christ is our Prince of Peace. Christ is our victory. Christ is our salvation. Christ is our only hope in the middle of our pain. And friends, I want to tell you that Jesus Christ is alive. It's not just depending on God. It's not just confessing the Word of God. But let us draw near in prayer, friends. Let us come to God in prayer today. Let us shake people through prayer. And I want to tell you the kind of weakness to which God responds in that which produces a sense of dependence on Him when we pray, I need you, O God, and cannot get along without you. God works on our behalf. We become like King David who prayed in Psalm 63, verse verse 1, My soul longs for thee, O God. Today, friends, the sense of need contributes to development of our healthy devotional and prayer life. That is the way it should work, isn't it? We always say that prayer takes time. We always say prayer takes time. But I want to encourage you, friends. Prayer does not take your time. Prayer saves your time. Amen? Prayer saves you to recognize that God is the strength. Psalms 27 verse 1 says, recognize that God is the strength of your life and you need to be afraid of God. Not the way we are afraid of our enemies, but you need to be afraid because you know that God is in control. The last point that I want to share with you today is, It's not just depending on God. It's not just confessing the word of God. It's not just prayer. But also exchanging our strength with God's strength. Friends, when I love what it says in Isaiah 40, 30, 31. Even youth shall faint and be weary. Young men shall utterly fail. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. 
the key word in this verse is renew. Friends, which would better be translated as exchange. Today, as we depend upon the Lord, He will take away our strength and replace it with His own. It is not a matter of combining our strength with God's strength, but a complete removal of our strength to put on His. God is saying to us this morning, if you are strong in yourself, I cannot use you. I cannot use you if you can do it yourself. You do not need me. You don't need God if you can do it yourself. There are many times in my life I tried to do things my way and I failed. I just celebrated this September 32 years in ministry. And I can tell you, friends, I've failed many times in this 32 years, Pastor Tom and Annette. But I realized I cannot do it myself. I realized that my wisdom is nothing in front of God's wisdom. My ability is nothing in front of God's ability. What God is asking us to do today is to exchange your strength with God's strength. King David wrote in Psalms 34 verse 6, The poor man cried, and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. David was going through so many challenges, miserable challenges. Pastor Tom talked about the dancing in the presence of God. For David to come to that point in dancing in the presence of God, he had went through so many challenges in his life, so many difficulties in his life. I, don't, I, I cannot see anybody that went through that much challenges than David. David received God's strength because he was willing to humbly acknowledge he was willing to acknowledge his weakness. There's a powerful word of promise for all. Today, this morning, for you and I, there's a powerful word of promise in, 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 in Isaiah 41, 17 to 20. And, and, and I want to just read this promise to you and let this be your, your, your promise from God today. I don't know what you came this morning with. I don't know what your challenges are this morning. But when Angie and I face every challenge in a weekly basis, this is what we do, friends. We rely on the promise of God. When we get bad news, we rely on the promise of God. When we get good news, we rely on the promise of God. When we feel like this is going to fail, we rely on the promise of God. Young people here today, I want to encourage you today. God is speaking to a lot of young people here today and wants you to know that God's promise will remain with you through college, through high school, through college, through every, sec every season of your life. The promise of God is going to stay with you. 
People will fade away. Friends will fade away. Your, your, your families may fade away. But God will never fade away from you. I was just, I was just a Hindu boy. A failure, 16 years old, a failure in a small village in the island of Fiji. And I, from my 22 cousins, don't tell this to anybody. I was the dumbest. I was laughed at. I was a joke because I failed in everything. I remember at age 16 when I gave my life to Jesus. A few months later, I was in a prayer meeting. A visiting preacher, a lady from Australia, called me out of this prayer meeting. And she said, I, young man, I didn't know how to open my Bible. And here comes, she calls me and she tells me, I have a word of prophecy. I didn't know what prophecy, what ministry, what somebody's going to tell me what. But she said, young man, I want to tell you something. You are going to be a great preacher of the gospel. You are going to bring thousands of people to the Lord. You are going to travel country after country. And I even didn't have touched an aeroplane in my life. I didn't see even a Cessna plane close to me. And here comes, she's giving me a prophecy. Even I didn't know how to open the Bible. And here comes, God knew me before I knew God. And today I look back 32 years of my journey with my ministry. I said, thank you, Lord. I was wrong. And God, you were right. 32 years later, I can say to you proudly, Jesus' word never failed on my life. Friends, that's why I want to give you this promise of God today and live with you with this promise it says the poor in Isaiah 41 17 to 20 says the poor and needy search for water but there is none their tongues are passed with thirst but I the Lord will answer them I the God of Israel will not forsake them I will make rivers flow on barren heights and springs within the valleys I will turn the desert into pools of water and parched ground into springs. I will put in the desert the cedar and the acai, the maple and the olive. I will set junipers and wasteland and fir and cypress together so that people may see and know, may consider, understand that the hand of the Lord has done this. That the Holy One of Israel has credited it. Today I believe God is going to spring out things that in your life that you have no understanding of. I believe that South Coast Christian Assembly, you will see things before the coming of Jesus here in South Coast, in San Juan Capistrano, that you have not seen. I believe that God is going to use your life. Young people, God is going to use your life as a powerful tool in this every high school, elementary school, college. God is going to use every family because there are so many families that are breaking up. And God is going to use the South Coast family to bring families together in the house of the Lord. 
get ready for another great year and great Christmas. What a day, great opportunity to share the love of Jesus. May the Lord bless you. May God's blessing be upon you. And may God be with you. God bless you. God loves you. And so do I. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the South Coast Christian Podcast. We appreciate those who give on a regular basis to South Coast because through your giving, we are able to provide these resources. For more information about South Coast, including service times and ways to give, please visit southcoastchristian.com. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to this podcast. Thanks again, and may this week be filled with new opportunities where you can receive and share God's love.